Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, July 30th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. We have an exclusive poll showing in which corporations we trust. Plus, work from home really means work from anywhere. So how about Barbados? First, though, big tech's big grilling on Capitol Hill is today's one big thing. The CEOs of four of the most powerful companies in the world testified before Congress yesterday. While the hearing was supposed to be about antitrust laws, it quickly devolved into a scattered display of partisanship. In case you missed the full five-hour hearing, here are three big takeaways from our chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed. I think the biggest thing is, as we expected, it was a mess. It was all over the map. Mr. Raskin, Mr. Jordan, you want to talk about math. Mr. Jordan, Ms. Scanlon. You had Congress people from both parties going in all different directions. Plus, don't forget, you had four CEOs with very different businesses to begin with. This wasn't like the tobacco companies where you had four people really accused of the same thing. In order to understand the antitrust concerns against any one of these companies, you really have to dig in deep. And that's not something this questioning format really allowed for. The second thing that struck me was that I think the most damning admissions actually came from Amazon. So let me ask you, Mr. Bezos, does Amazon ever access and use third-party seller data when making business decisions? And just a yes or no will suffice, sir. Uh, I can't answer that question, yes or no. What I can tell you is we have a policy against using seller-specific data uh, to aid our private label business. Uh, but I can't guarantee you that that policy has never been violated. You hear from small businesses, look, we sell on Amazon because we have to. They're our biggest competitor, but they're also the biggest place. So we have to be there. So that's where you get the monopoly. And then where you get the abuse is the looking at customer data of what's selling for then Amazon to launch its own products. I think that that issue has the makings of an antitrust case. The third issue is, I think, also very expected, which is this was an incredibly partisan hearing. And so, again, you really had a tough time maintaining any line of questioning when you had these two different worlds. Ina mentioned the partisan divide on display in Washington, D.C., and Axios' Mike Allen is here with a little more analysis on what that looked like. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Nyla. So, Mike, we have the CEOs of Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple all testifying, but it wasn't even like there were two different hearings. How many different hearings do we think there were based on how Democrats and Republicans asked the questions? Yeah, Nyla, at points they hijacked the hearing for their own pet causes. So you had Republicans going off on cancel culture. The CEOs looked a little puzzled about that. Jim Jordan of Ohio, who's the top Republican on the committee, said, I'll just cut to the chase. Big tech's out to get conservatives. That's not a suspicion. That's not a hunch. That's a fact. Isn't this whole thing supposed to be about an antitrust hearing? Did anyone get to that? <laughs> Funny you should uh, ask about that. Bottom line, Nyla, a friend of mine uh, is close to the industry, texted me while this was still going on, and he said, big win for big tech. The members were out of their league. And what he meant was they didn't make any sustained case. Their questions were so all over the place. Mike Allen is one of the co-founders of Axios. Mike, thanks for that analysis. Now I have the best day. We'll be back in 15 seconds with why Clorox is now one of our most trusted companies. Welcome back to Axios Today. 
who we trust has actually improved during the pandemic, especially when we're talking about companies. Sarah Fisher covers media for Axios, and she's here to tell us more about exclusive Axios-Harris poll that measures public approval for companies. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Nyla. So who is coming out at the top here? So the poll measures everything from trust to ethics, vision and growth. And Americans trust companies that are addressing the coronavirus, whether they're manufacturing PPE like 3M or they're providing groceries like Publix or Kroger. Americans love the pharmaceutical industry right now. They're very happy with Walgreens and CVS. And they're grateful for companies like Netflix and Disney that make their lives more fun when they're sitting at home. And who are we seeing plummet? Who do we not trust? Oof, social media companies, Nyla, have gone way down. Companies like Twitter and Facebook rank at the bottom of the list. Media industry as a whole ranks very low, as well as the airline industry ranks very low. The other industry that's not doing so great is the utilities industry. Companies like Comcast, AT&T, and PG&E. And that makes a lot of sense because as people spend more time at home, of course, those internet bills, those water bills, and electric bills are going to go up. Sarah, any surprises here? Or do you feel like the pandemic has changed the way we are thinking about companies we trust? I think the biggest one is Clorox. A cleaning company that was hardly mentioned last year in our poll is now the number one company on the list. And that's because Clorox represents cleaning. It represents getting rid of germs. And those are the exact priorities of people in America right now that are trying to stay away from the coronavirus. Sarah Fisher covers media for Axios. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Nyla. Work from home for some people is turning into work from anywhere. And think about this. Maybe your work from anywhere could be Barbados. Erica Pandy has been reporting on this. So you and I are working from the drudgery of Washington, D.C. and New York City. Please tell me how I could get to Barbados. If you, you know, make a certain amount of money, I think it's $50,000 and you have health insurance and you're willing to pay $2,000 per person or $3,000 per family, come and work from the beach for a year. They're welcoming people from all over the world. Apparently it's taken off, particularly in the UK, the US and Canada. I mean, who wouldn't want to take advantage of this time, this pandemic, when our physical presence isn't required anywhere and then just go be in a cabana? (laughs) We'll see. You would still have to work from the cabana, but yes, uh, as someone who has island roots, I love the idea of working next to the beach. But Erica, this is also really about the idea that people really can work from anywhere. We've been calling it work from home, but remote work really is work from anywhere. Barbados is maybe the most extreme example I've seen, but we've seen plenty of examples of people saying, I'm going to rent a place by the lake in North Carolina and just stay there for a year with my family. People have moved back in with their parents if they're younger workers. So it really isn't about work from your home. It's work from any home, anywhere in the world. Erica Pandy covers the future of work for us at Axios. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Nyla. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the light. Before we leave you today, I have good news because one of my childhood favorites is coming back right now. Hiya, hiya. Fozzie Bear here with big news. Tomorrow, Disney Plus is premiering a brand new show called Muppets Now. And it won't just be Fozzie. His best friend Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, the Swedish chef, and Peppy the King Prawn will all be there. (laughs) 
That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.